Manna or Meatloaf, episode 71. Well, now what? Hello, hello, my friends. Oh, it's been too long. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas filled with lots of love, peace, surrounded by family and friends. First and foremost, I hope you'll forgive my long winter's nap. I know it seems like I fell off the planet with absolutely no explanation, but I was kind of waging a war of sorts, and I'm actually looking forward to sharing all that I learned about myself in hopes that it might help you, but that will be next week's episode called Playing Small. Okay, you guys, it's 2022, and while we're all looking into the face of yet another year of unexplored joys and sorrows, basically more life, (laughs) I think much can be learned from taking a moment to glance back and learn from the past. I'm not going to lie. This year was hard for me, and I know I'm not alone. So I'm not all that sad to put 2021 behind me. May it rest in peace. (laughs) But as I look forward, I'll be the first to admit, while I do have a few resolutions, there are many things that have me thinking, where do I need to go from here to make this new year better? Last week during sacrament meeting, the cutest and neatest people, Kate and Katie Walker, gave the most thought-provoking post-Christmas talks based on a question their six-year-old Cooper asked after Christmas. Well, now what? (laughs) Those words resonated as they seemed to share the same notion that was kind of kicking around in my brain. And isn't that a great question? Most of us have spent at least the past month and a half preparing to celebrate this whole entire holiday season. And I'm betting, or maybe I should say I'm hoping, that many of you became inundated with all of the business of the holidays, the food, the entertainment, the shopping, decorating, and all of the activities that surround it, like I did. Well, now that it's over, now what? Tell the truth. Do you catch yourself like me thinking, I'm looking at a lot of cleanup? (laughs) Are you that person that takes all your Christmas decorations down on January 26th, then just sits there basking with this clean slate and a clean house looking with anticipation into the new year? Or do you hang on every last glittered snowflake like I do? I happen to love my Christmas decorations, and although the Christmas music will have to come to a stop, I do hate seeing my twinkling lights get boxed up. Last year, I think I took my tree down closer to Valentine's Day than New Year's. Some might say that's lazy. I'm going with extending the glow of the season. How's that? (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I love closing the book on another year and starting over with a brand new one, feeling full of renewed commitments to do better, be better, and live a better life than I did last year. It's a comforting and exciting thought to think that some of the best days of our lives are still lying just ahead of us. But like I said, those thoughts sometimes kick around with, now what? What's next? Where do I go from here? And how do I get to those best days of our lives that are looming in the future? When a big event comes to an end, it's natural to feel the letdown, isn't it? But many times if we reframe the way we are looking at those things, we could realize it's only the beginning. The Walker's talk last Sunday illustrated that point perfectly as they reminded us of a few lessons from the annals of our faith. 
They led us to first think of Mary, the mother of Jesus. After the angel came and told her that she would be the mother of the Savior of mankind, he came and was born of this mortal mother and the literal Son of God. After his birth, in the manger of a stable, after the visitors, during quiet moments, do you think she ever wondered, now what? What's next? How do I do this? We all know that his birth was just the beginning. What about Christ's apostles? They had walked by his side during his mortal life. They had watched him firsthand heal the sick, help the blind to see, and the lame to walk. They were his very closest friends. And then their Lord was crucified. Do you think they ever wondered, now what? What's next? Where do we go from here? How do we do this? Again, we know this was no end, only the beginning. The hope provided for all mankind, a hope that came from Christ's infinite atoning sacrifice and His glorious resurrection. What about a 14-year-old boy who asked another simple question, similar to Cooper's, well, now what? (laughs) This same young man, no longer a boy, the prophet Joseph Smith, died a martyr, leaving a young family and a young church. Do you think his sweet wife, Emma, and all those who had followed him at unimaginable costs may have wondered, now what? What's next? Where do we go from here? How do we do this? Again, not the end, only a magnificent beginning. And that's what I loved about the Walker's talk last Sunday. They helped me see that in order to move forward intentionally into this new year, it may be helpful to take with us everything we've learned and felt through this recent Christmas season. So now what? What happens after all the tinsel is taken down? Since the nativity is still so fresh on our minds, let's take a closer look at the characters of the nativity and see what they did. The shepherds. What did the shepherds do after learning of the birth of the baby Jesus? We know that they hurried to Bethlehem to see the baby. Then, after they saw him, after it was over, what did they do? The Bible tells us they went forth testifying to others of what they had seen. I had a really special experience this year as I prayed to feel more of the Christmas spirit. I just wasn't feeling it. So I turned up the Christmas music. I baked more and did all the things I thought would get me in the mood. I missed the mark entirely, didn't I? And it wasn't until I began an in-depth study of the document, The Living Christ, The Testimony of the Apostles, for our Come Follow Me study— that I did, in fact, feel the spirit of Christmas and was acutely reminded that the Christmas spirit is the spirit of Christ. The more I sought Him, the more I would feel the warmth, love, and hope of the season celebrating His birth, life, and love. The more I focused on Him, the more everything just naturally fell into place. Did I testify of that? Mm, Not as much as I could have. Can I count this? (laughs) What about Joseph and Mary? After the birth of their holy son, I'm sure they experienced what many first-time parents did. They probably had their share of sleepless nights. They probably had a lot to learn and felt the pressure to do everything right, especially knowing who he was. What did they do? Well, one of the things they did was that they prepared to go to the temple 40 days after Jesus Christ was born. What a wonderful example of how to keep the truly important things important, right? Visiting the temple and doing work for our dead has a way of helping us each find our way as we emerge armed with the power we are promised. P.S. That's one of my New Year's resolutions. The wise men. What about them? Although they weren't there immediately following Christ's birth, after they heard of him and saw the star, 
They sought after him, following the star, to find the king of the Jews. Theirs was not an easy trek. In fact, many researchers suggest that that trek could have taken anywhere from two to five months, but they didn't give up. They kept going, looking for him, seeking him, following the star until they found him. How are we at hanging in there when the journey seems long and hard? Do we stay the course, follow the direction of those sent to lead us, and not give up till we find the Savior in our lives, in our healing, in our plans, our successes, our failures, and our futures? And the star, what did the star do? It appeared, it took its place, and then it shone its glorious light for others to follow. It helped lead others to Christ. You know, one thing I love about doing this podcast, and one of the things I think it does for me, is it makes me appear. It makes me stand and take my place as a believer, as a not-so-silent voice of hope. I certainly don't feel like a star in any way, shape, or form, but my sincere desire is to point others to Christ. And you know what? In doing so, I find myself so much closer to Him, too. If I'm being honest, that's why I couldn't quit recording these episodes, because I need to be close to Him. I need to feel Him. And I felt the distance when I wasn't spending focused, intentional time on improving myself and relying on Him for that help. Now again, that's to be continued next week. But in addition to these beautiful examples that I'd never even considered, Cade added significant insight to his beautiful wife's thoughts when he continued talking about the star, which he spent considerable time studying. Regardless of the fascination surrounding all of the scientific possibilities, he said, quote, I learned that because God caused a star to appear following Christ's birth to lead wise men to Jesus Christ— I know that God can cause the stars to align in my own life. If I truly seek to know Jesus Christ, I learn that God is aware of all of His children and their needs." I love these lessons we can learn from the examples of those found in the past. These examples show us clearly in what directions to head moving into the new year, to testifying, for example, to the temple to looking for, seeking, and staying the course toward Jesus, to following those who will lead us there, and to shining our own lights to help others find their way. I want to thank Kate and Katie for sharing their lights and for so graciously allowing me to share these thoughts. They expressed them much more eloquently than me, but they left such a strong impression nevertheless. I seriously couldn't stop thinking about those talks. So, as I sat to compile my thoughts today, it occurred to me that the lesson I learned by studying the living Christ was not only what allowed me to finally feel immersed in the Christmas spirit, but it is also the answer to that question, well, now what, that their little Cooper asked, and that the walkers did such a beautiful job of highlighting, and in fact, the answer to every unanswered question of the coming new year. If you'll allow me to take you back one more time to another glimpse of a passing Christmas to the stable in Bethlehem, I submit that the answer to every one of these questions was that babe lying in the manger. The answer is clear as the grown Jesus Christ submitted in Gethsemane and gave his life for us on Calvary. The truth becomes even more apparent when he rose again, bringing us the hope, strength, love, and power we would each need and can have access to in this life to face the challenges and the difficulties that do and will continue to plague us throughout this mortal journey. 
While we may not know what will come next, where we go from here, how we will get there, or do what's needed when we do arrive, I know that turning to God, focusing on Him, will help us find our own way. I believe Ether knew this secret. We read in Ether 12:41, and now I would commend you to seek this Jesus of whom the prophets and apostles have written, that the grace of God the Father and also the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost, which beareth record of them, may be and abide in you forever. There's a reason a popular holiday slogan reads, Wise men still seek him. Will we? This new year may, again, be kind of hard. Maybe even harder than last. Oh, I hope not. But keeping our focus on Christ will make those challenges easier than they ever would be otherwise without Him. And we will never be alone bearing the burdens of life. Of that, I'm sure. C.S. Lewis once said, quote, You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. End quote. I hope that at this very same time next year, I can look back, reviewing what I've learned from a fleeting 2022, and see that I've done better at keeping my focus on Christ, that I've kept my eye on the prize, so to speak, and that I've allowed my Savior to be the author of my faith, because I know that when we seek Him, we'll find Him. And as the author and finisher of my faith, I know He can help me write a story that I like much better this year. And that's the best way I can think of to ensure a happy new year. So, to each of you, I wish you the happiest of New Year's. Let's make it a great one. Bring it on, 2022.